You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and rumor has it, there's another rumor out there that some people just don't want to get too big. People just, they want to come in the workout and they come and they meet with us as personal trainers and they say things like, I want to get toned, I want to see a little bit of muscle, I want to lose a little bit of fat. And then they pump the brakes hard and they go, but, 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 hold on, wait, 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 this is important, Rick, this is important. I don't want to get too big. I don't want to get too big. Like fearful, fear in their voices. I am a scared of getting too big. And generally, I will point out that no one accidentally gets too big. No one. At no point while we're training does somebody pick up the phone after a workout and they call me and they say, um, hey, Rick, listen, man, I just want to I want to chat this out with you. Um Listen, I, I told you I didn't want this, but I woke up today and I am too big. I'm too big. And uh, it's concerning me because I feel like you don't listen to my needs. Nobody, that's impossible. That's impossible. Why? Because you'll notice that you're getting big before you get too big. The problem also is, is that some people irrationally notice that they're getting bigger without any objective measures to that they're getting big. And all right, let me let me start off with this. This is this is a email I got from from Brittany. And Brittany says, "Hello Rick, just started listening to your podcast regularly and I'm loving each minute of it. Thank you, Brittany. And I'm a new trainer with a client who is terrified of quote bulking up with a goal of building strength." When giving her her first set of 15, I asked whether or not she felt that the end of the set was challenging. She said no. So I asked her to bump up the weight and she snapped immediately telling me, I don't want to build muscle. I tried explaining the benefits of challenging the muscle, but I'd like to know how you would have explained it to her. Would you recommend me boosting up the reps per set for her? Thanks, Brittany. Uh, it's a great question, Brittany. Been there. Just want to point that out. And anybody who's been in the training game for any amount of time has probably been there too. Oh, I did a session with a woman who was very interested in training with me. On our second session, she told me that she could already see that her thighs have grown and she did not want that. So please, no more lunges. <laughs> Listen, if you don't want to do lunges, just say that. Don't make up a story about getting too big because you don't want to do lunges because you didn't get too big. But for reals, she said after just that first workout, her thighs were already growing and she was very concerned. Now, I could explain to her that what she told me was physically impossible, but that is problematic because I'm telling her that she was wrong. I'm discounting her experience. I'm telling her that she's wrong. I'm using science to retaliate and rebut her lived experience, even though her lived experience was wrong. 
I'm telling her that she was wrong and that what she experiences in life is wrong. Now, um, I'm not opposed necessarily to saying that's that's likely not the case, but it may have been is a pump. And we can avoid getting to a place right now, um, getting to that that pump. So let's just stay with a little bit lighter weights. But yeah, I'm going to follow up with you, Brittany, on this one, which is, yeah, if we're going to stay with that same weight, we ain't doing the same rep range. We're not going to do the same rep range. We're going to go up. Well, I already have, I did 15 repetitions. Well, let's look at 20 or 25 reps. And I like that too, because if you're doing that with legs, you know, that heart rate's getting up. You're getting all sorts of physiological benefits. May not be getting as strong as you want, but you can strengthen a different way. You're building up, certainly, certainly building up endurance. I don't want to get too big. This is one of the reasons I love the Instagram photos where they do like before and after. And there's photos of them looking, um, you know, much more lean and then where they're not as lean. And they say, look, in this picture, I was five pounds uh, um, lighter. And now I'm five pounds heavier, but down four dress sizes. There's a, there's a difference. There, and, and there's so many of them where you say, okay, well, I, I was lighter when I had greater amounts of body fat. And then this is more the direction where I want to be. I want to have less body fat and more muscle. And I'm not muscly, but I also, I weigh more in this photo where I have more muscle and less body fat, but I'm also down dress sizes. And also, don't wanna make this sound like this is only women, though it is mostly women. It is not only. And I've had multiple men throughout the years who have given that same kind of foreboding warning of, I don't wanna get too big, I don't wanna get too big. We're going to angle this right now towards the female clients because that is by far and large who is bringing this up. So let's talk about testosterone for a moment. Testosterone levels are approximately 10 times higher in men than in women. And testosterone is an anabolic hormone that increases muscle growth. It increases protein synthesis, and it minimizes how quickly uh, muscle gets broken down. So this is a, a quote from uh, Ivy et al. It's not a quote. It's just information from the research. Ivy et al. showed that men increase muscle volume twice as much as women. Men tend to have more muscle fibers, and they tend to have more type 2 muscle fibers, which are more hypertrophic. They, they grow larger um, much more as compared to a type 1 muscle fiber. fiber. However, women can have about the same amount of relative hypertrophy as their male counterparts when they follow a resistance training program. Whoa, I'm signing up with a personal trainer and I am following a resistance training program and I don't want all that growth. Again, making it sound like it's easy. Making it sound like it's easy. Um, it's, it's not. I'm not sure where necessarily this fear from lifting heavy weights comes from. And in fact, you can lift really heavy weights and not really hypertrophy that much because uh, there's a decrease in metabolic byproducts, which can support hypertrophy. There is a decrease in time under tension, which can support hypertrophy. There is a decrease 
and the amount of mechanical tension that has developed. So you can lift really heavy and just not get that muscular or hypertrophic either. Where's that fear come from? Boy, I know there are a lot of people that are listening right now, giving, tell, yelling at their radios right now. I'll tell you where it came from. And they're shaking their fingers and they're raising their voices about society and about the magazines. And, you know, they're going on and on about that. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of truth to that. There's just been a, a shift in dynamics with that too. And I think that's also very important to point out. doesn't mean it's not there, which is why there's still a fear of getting too big. Um, but the... I think for a, the most part, skinny worship in our society is starting to be shifted out. Um, and, I, and I don't want to get to the point where we get to um, muscle worship or lean worship either. I don't, I don't think any of that is healthy. I think there are multiple different body types that are out there. And, you know, I, I love seeing the breakdown of this is athletes. It's like an athlete breakdown. This is the best um, power lifter in, in, in this particular sport. And this is the best shot putter. And this is the best sprinter. And this is the best pole vaulter. And this is the best high jumper. And this is, and it's just a, a long distance runner. And there are all these different body types. There are all these different body types. The thing is so many of us, we want to, we don't, we don't work out because we want to be the best at the sport. We go to the gym because we want to pick one of those body types and be more like, and your, um, genetics may prevent any of that. The way that you train once, twice, maybe three times a week will prevent you from ever being that. And you pick that body type and you go, I don't want to be that person, that really big person. Your genetics may prevent you from being that. And working out two to three times a week is going to prevent you from ever looking like that. You think these big muscular women that you don't want to look like accidentally got there or they did it because they did two to three hours of resistance training in a week? Brad Schoenfeld discusses 10 variables for hypertrophy in his book, The Science and Development of Muscle Hypertrophy. It's a great book. Uh, he's got some updated versions of it, but this one is, um, I think, the second edition where he talks about volume and frequency and load, exercise selection, type of muscle activation, rest interval length, <clears throat> repetition duration, exercise order, range of motion, intensity of effort. With that, or are you putting it because you as a, a trainer can program all of that. And uh, it's just the client that's going to be fearful of some things. So I'm going to, I'm going to say avoid some of those fears because the, the volume and frequency that we're asking to do, uh, which are the top two things aren't enough for many people to really experience incredible hypertrophic growth. And I've got some bad news for people who are fearful of growing muscles because high reps has shown to grow muscles. Ah! High repetitions can grow muscles almost just as well as the muscle growth range, that six to 12 rep range, and the one to five can grow them as well. In fact, some research has shown that the, the greater variety 
of your rep range has a little bit of a, an advantage over a limited rep range for people who want to hypertrophy and you're only working out within that six to 12 repetition range. Research shows that you need to branch out and go heavier and lighter and up your repetitions, increasing your volume through higher repetitions. And that you will see some positive variations in your ability to grow muscle. Like my suggestion, don't tell people that are scared of getting big that they can also grow during that 15 to 25 rep range. Just don't let them know that. Because I don't think that they're fearful of getting as big as they are as fearful of lifting weights. Um, in, in their head, there's concern there. But also you can't do like a, a bicep curl 4,000 times with a three pound dumbbell. Like that's not going to grow. That's more like doing arm cardio without any of the benefits of cardio. It's light repetitions where you can do 25 repetitions and then you stop because you said, I'm going to stop at 25, but you still could do 150 more. That's not resistance training. But then you also have to incorporate nutrition. So you could do all of your lifting, all of that frequency and volume and tempo and range of motion and exercise selection, all of those things. And if you don't add the nutritional component to it, you're not going to grow that big. In fact, I think that's one of the, the hardest things for me when I was in college wasn't the lifting. I liked doing the lifting. It was the copious amounts of protein that I was supposed to eat in order to get bigger. I was like, is that I cannot come up with any more ways to eat tuna fish. And I don't even like tuna fish. I'm like tuna fish and chicken and chicken and tuna fish. This is, uh, here I am at a whopping 140 pounds when I started in college, maybe less than that, actually. And I was, I mean, I was ripped. I was little muscular. I was a small muscular dude. And I ate and I ate. And you know what I had to do more of to grow and to get bigger? Eat more. It was awful. In the nutrition section of Brad Schoenfeld's book, the first line in the nutrition chapter regarding muscle growth, um, it's a quote, here it is. Quote, proper nutrition is essential to maximizing muscle growth. So are they, are, they, are those clients eating to the point where they have a caloric surplus to grow? Also, are they having the amount of leucine that they need to grow? Because leucine, this is important just for those who want to grow. There's something called a leucine trigger, and it's the concentration of an amino acid called leucine in the blood. You gotta get that into the muscle. And it's gotta be reached in order to maximize protein synthesis. You need about 20 grams of high quality protein, like eggs um, or whey. We'll get you the, that, that leucine trigger, but this should be taken with, and there's also nutrient timing, right? That should be taken within 45 minutes to 150 minutes post-workout. If you are an older adult, you need even more, not less. We're so used to thinking, man, if I need to get bigger or stronger and I'm an older adult, I have to, I have to, I have to do 
I can't do as much, but in order to grow, like you have to eat more. You have to have more leucine. You have to have more protein if you want to grow your muscles as you're aging. All right. So also when it comes to depending on the level of protein requirements, you're looking at about 1.6 to 2 grams per kilogram of body weight per day of protein to be taken in. Some researchers even estimate that number can be as high as 2.7 up to 3.1 grams per kilogram of body weight per day. That's a, that's that's significant, right? But the general rule of bodybuilding, even when I was younger, was eat the same amount of grams of protein as your weight in pounds because that converts to about two uh, grams per kilogram or one gram per pound of body weight. And that's been kind of the rule of thumb. So if you've got a client and they're 130 pounds and they're scared of growing too much muscle, well, they also need to eat 130 grams of protein per day in order to optimize that. I think it's one of the biggest things throughout my years of not, of lifting regularly and not getting as much hypertrophy as like my dreams would come true is that I work at the gym. So usually I might work out and then what do I do? I go to work and I don't grab that bar and I don't I don't eat and I don't do my meal prep. Uh, I just, I'm working out. If I wanted to maximize that hypertrophy, I would have to switch. And I've done it before. Uh, I've done some, some real hypertrophic gains in the past. You build and you bulk and then you cut back down. And you build and you bulk and you cut back down. But then I was like, I just don't enjoy that lifestyle for me. And I don't like being the bulky part of me because that then takes away some of the other activities that I may like to do. Running, something like that. Could really come in handy that extra weight now that I've been training jujitsu because it's hard being the little guy on the mats. Anyway, the 130 grams, I mean, you could take four eggs, I think in the morning, six ounces of chicken at lunch and eight ounces of steak. And that might get you to about 130 grams. Anyway, my point is that your female clients are fearful of lifting and will not be coming close to this or lifting the amount of close to this as in the protein or lifting the amount of weight required at the volume and at the frequency to optimize growth. In fact, as I've stated, I've regularly lifted for a long time and I'm still 150 to 160, 165 pounds right now. And I'm a male. And I'm still 100. <laughs> I'm trying. All right. Well, I'm saying it's easier for me and I'm still not huge. Anyway, thanks for listening. Brittany, I hope you found it helpful, and I hope everybody else that was listening found it helpful as well. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. And if you want to reach out to me, you can do so. Hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, like Brittany did, uh, and so many others that have led to podcast episodes. You can also email me at rick.ritchie at nasm.org. And to become an NASM personal trainer or continue your education with NASM, check out our website at nasm.org. Thanks for listening. My name is Rick Ritchie, and this has been the NASM CPT Podcast.